0: Hi guys, this is Deborah Rodriguez. I am here today. Um, right now I'm in a uh, prayer, an accessory prayer. It's uh, 1.24 a.m. And uh, I've been up for the past few hours. Definitely been up these past few days. Um, praying and asking the Lord what he shall have me pray for. Um, the Lord has revealed so much things to me regarding what's to come what's what's happening many people are experiencing different things Um, and especially leaders there's different transitions and um, I wanted to just come on here and really pray and give some encouragement um, especially before Christmas time for some things that the Lord revealed to me that will happen in these next few months and so um, I want to start off by saying that the lord is good and he has a reason for every single thing that you're experiencing in your life he has a reason for every single thing that's happening and sometimes we want to fight god and we don't really understand um what is happening and so and oftentimes we try to blame that bad things are happening because we're not doing something right or we're not doing this and that and so that's not that's not true. You know, it's not true. And I've realized that it's so there's so much false doctrine um in the world, especially in the church system that we don't really see that is so hidden. And it's 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 I don't know where it comes from. You know, it's just like all of these different thoughts, all of these different fallacies. I understand that we all have different opinions. I definitely understand that but there's so many things that people really don't understand you know there's so many teachings that's going around there's so much stuff and this is why what inspired me to um speak about um the dismantling divination um extended version which i'm going to talk about um this month actually when i go ahead and release this different extended version but this is what i'm going to talk about but Specifically, there's so much that all these all these different teachings, all these different things that are going on. And so there's so many teachings. There's so many, you know, different thoughts. There's so many different things we're taking on. And it's like, why? You know, it's so stressful. And so the one thing that I want to really talk about, The extended version of dismantling divination, um, the unfortunate souls is about there's this big conception that if you're not like, if you're you have to be doing something wrong for wrong things to happen in your life, you know, you have to be if you're you know and it's this huge lie of, this is the main reason reason of why i'm I'm continuing this extended version but this is it's this huge lie that if you're not giving money if you're not doing this if you're not that you're you're cursed you know you're cursed and it's that's a that's a that's a lie from the pits of hell and i see so many christians being deceived by this so many uh people are preaching this false lie and this false doctrine and it's not true it's not true it's a lie and so the lord had me revealed to me how it was a lie you know the lord showed me the truth about this and um it was crazy because years ago um and i talk about this in the first podcast and you guys probably see me talk about it on my page but uh i tied i gave money i gave time I, I even throughout these even throughout these 8 years, I still gave those things. And I still had bad experiences that happened in my life. I still had bills come in the mail. <laughs> I still had all these different things coming coming against me even when I was doing that. You know? And so I realized and I said I had to say, "Okay, i did understand and i'll talk about in the next podcast how a lot of these things were connected to uh, something else that was actually going on about how you know a lot of people say hey you need to tie you need to put your tie and offering which i completely understand one thing i want you guys to know is just because i'm talking out on tie and offering does not mean i'm against tie and offering i am not against tie and offering that is not why i'm speaking about this i'm not uh, speaking that tithing and Offering is wrong. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it. I'm not saying that you should not give to God. I am personally saying there is a deception right now in society, in the church of tithe and Offerings, and it is, it is it's wicked. And so I really want to expose it because it has not been exposed. It's been the same thing that has been going on. And it's a lie, and it's trapping people in. It's people are giving all they feel like they need to give to have this successful life and they don't get it, you know, they, they're still unhappy. And so that's, the Lord is not pleased with that, you know? And I feel like the people that are teaching this, they really don't, they're really not mature enough to really understand. Most of these people are picking up, um, teachings from other ministers that they were under. So they're following the same, um, they're following the same doctrine they're seeing results they're not really understanding and so what happens is they're they condemn other people for not uh for for basically if you don't give enough if you don't do this if you know it that's not and what we're doing is we're picking up this religion (laughs) that's what it is you know christianity is is not a structured religion it's a way of life and so what we're doing we're picking up these these same doctrines we're doing the same thing that the pharisees and sadducees did you know we're doing these same these same things these same things and we feel like that we're going to get a result out of them and so i have a problem with that and so the problem that i have with that is that you know what i'm talking about i know you guys see my posts. you see what i'm talking about and it's 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 i see this i hear this and i'm like i'm just like are you serious People act like that nothing bad is supposed to go wrong in your life, that you're not supposed to have any warfare, that everything's supposed to be perfect all the time, and that's not true. How how is a believer going to realize, or how are they how are they going to even have any hope when they're actually going through something, to think that they can never that nothing bad is going to happen? what's what's going to happen when they become Christian and something bad happens to them? And then they go back and they backslide because they feel like this Christianity was supposed to be this perfect walk and that you're never supposed to go through anything in your life. You're not going to, you're not going to have any problems. If you continue to do the right thing, if you're not in sin, you're never going to have any issues. We're painting a lie. The, The church is painting a complete lie. We're painting this big painting of a complete flat out lie of what it's not supposed to be. It's not real. It's not raw and we're making people believe hey we're trying to bribe bribe them into christianity we're trying to bribe them into hey if you if you come on this side this is how your life is going to be no you're still going to go through problems you're going to go through actually way more warfare than you went through before but we're not showing that part of our life because we want people to think that christianity is this beautiful painted picture and it's not if anything you can be real with people and say, hey, this is my life. I am a Christian and this is what the heck I'm going through. I'm late on bills. I can't pay for this. That doesn't mean that you're not blessed because you're going through things. That's that's the lie that we're painting in the church. And then, you know, I'm hearing so much. I heard something about, uh, someone called me. I was uh, mentoring someone and uh, they were just give, telling me their experience that they had in a church. And it was just a lot of different teachings that they did not agree with. And they asked for my, you know, just for what I what I thought about it. And this individual mentioned that yes, the, the pastor is a very sound, uh per, you know the teachings are very sound, but there was someone else in the church saying, you know, praying, and as they were praying, they said, uh, you know, uh, Lord, um like I you have to do this because I paid like you have to do this because I tied or you have to do this because you know I did this and I gave this to you God doesn't have what well you know when I heard that I was like what what now we're now we're trying to like demand God and bully him to to pull something together for us just because we gave us money that's the problem that's the problem. This shows that your heart is not in anything that you're giving. Your heart is not in the tide. Your heart is not in the offering. It's what you can get from it. You feel like, okay, you know what? If I give money, if I give money, God, you're going to protect me. You're going to put take me through all of this. Nothing in my life is going to happen. And it's a bald faced lie. And for the past eight years, I have given 10% faithfully, on purpose. Every church I visited, 10%. Clothes away. Random cash apps. People didn't know I was giving ten percent. Just sent it to them. Hey, you know you need some help. People texting me, send them forty dollars. This and that. Oh, okay, you know what? I got this much this week. I'ma send this. Did it? Did it faithfully? Just to see if it would change. It didn't change anything. Still went through attempted rape. Still went through attempted murder. Still went through. um uh basically sexual assault still went through losing something still 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 even after giving that 10% that tied it. that didn't do anything that was not going to test my faithfulness and so what we're doing now is we want to have a false faith somebody should preach somebody should really preach a sermon about that let's uh, false faith that's what that's what we want to have we want to have a false faith we we don't want to give we want to bargain with the lord we want to bargain with him we want to cheat him. We want to say, you know what, Lord, if I give you this, you're going to give me that back, right? If I, and if he doesn't give, what, what happens if he doesn't give it to you back? You get mad, right? You throw a tantrum, you get mad. Oh, no, Lord, you got to give me this. You said, if I give this, you said. Why, why does it have to be you said? Why does he have to give it back to you? Yeah, I understand. You know, you feel like you have to challenge God, but why? Why can't it just be, no, that's not for you at this time? why if it's if it's i understand if you say you know what god i you're you're testing me lord you know you're going to you're going to speak against the enemy and that but what if god says you know hey this is actually my will this time is up this job is up this marriage is up what if that actually is his will for your life then what what do you do you throw a tantrum you don't believe anymore, you turn, so this is, this is important, and so I'm just coming on really here really quick to get you guys to really think before I get into this series, because this is really important for us to think about, like, what do we teach other people that are coming in? We're getting all these souls, we're bringing these people in, but what are we doing with them? What are we showing them that this Christian life is supposed to be perfect? That, yeah, you got some money and, you know, you're doing all right. But what if you lose everything? What if you go bankrupt tomorrow? Then what? You're not blessed anymore. So this is, this is what the church is painting the picture. And it's a problem. It's a huge problem. And there's so many lies. There's so many secret agencies. There's so many things behind this structured, systematic church that are not talked about. It's become a business. It's become a cheat. It's become fake. It's, it's, fa- it's false faith. That's what's going on. False faith. If you give me this, I'm going to give you this in return. Lord, if I give you this, you're going to make sure I get it back, right? We're not happy. What if we don't ever get it? What if we don't get it back? Are you still going to be happy? Are you still going to be happy? Are you still going to be content? Or are you going to throw a tantrum? And so a lot of us, we don't have integrity. Everything's going good now. You haven't, you don't see the next five years now. What if you, what if you have all of this and five years from now you lose it? What happens? For the past eight years, I went through this multiple times and God allowed me to go through this and I accepted that. I knew God showed me what I was getting ready to go through. I knew I didn't want to walk it, but I challenged myself to go through it. And I looked back and I realized nothing changed from what I was giving. It did not stop me. It did not uh, It did not stop me from experiencing the things I go through. So to hear someone say God is going to protect you because you tie is alive from the pits of hell. Yes, he's going to protect you. He's going to always protect you. But there's certain things that's going to happen in your life that he's going to allow. He is going to allow you to lose and he's going to allow you to gain. So please do not tell people that you're going to always gain. It's not healthy to always gain. It's not healthy to always get things right. It's not he- And these type of people live, they don't feel like they can be corrected. They don't feel like they, they, they have made, ever made a mistake. They don't feel like they can make a mistake. They feel like nothing is wrong. And they're greedy and they're prideful. And what happens is they don't grow. They hoard for the rest of the li- their lives. And they don't possess the power. Yes, they can do this and that. Yes, they are traveling all around the world. But there's no true humility. there's no deliverance happening. There's no generations, there's no revival because there's a block. Nothing is getting to the map. Nothing is getting to the next generation. look at look at look at social media. look at social media. We're so used to we're so um we're so distracted in building our wealth, building our influence. Look at look at what's going on in the media. There's so much things going on with the youth, the this generation, the lust, nothing, nothing. These these kids TikTok nothing. We're so busy. Christians have gotten so busy trying to build their influence and you're you guys aren't even praying anymore. You know? And that's what's getting this is what's going to this is going going to be the death of us when all of this stuff starts to happen. If witches could get there, I mean, witches are praying down, praying down all of these principalities that, that they want. They're starting to pray down what they want in the government, what they want in the world. And we're sitting here fighting, fighting over an election, fighting over who's about to be the next billionaire, fighting over this, fighting over that, trying to compete. And we're distracted. And so what's happening is you got all these souls coming in, but you're not doing nothing. They're not growing. They're sitting there. Sitting there distracted, looking in their phone like everybody else. Then when all all everything hits the fan, what happened, Lord? Oh God, I I tied it for for the last forty years. Who cares if you did? Who cares? god gives and he takes away and this is what for the past eight years this is why people would say okay you was just broke like you was just sleeping on the floor like how in the heck in three months you got all of this stuff already like you was just here this I, this is not this is not physically possible yes it is and it ha- and i can do it over and over again if this place was cleared out it can happen again for me just like a click a snap this is this is you know we got to check our heart it's not it's not about what we give from our pockets that's so important god is not trying to stretch your pocket believe it or not the lie that has been taught was money is attached to your heart no it's not money's not attached to everybody's heart yeah it's attached to some of you greedy people that's been greedy that had a problem with greed in the past that was all about money yes but money is not attached to everybody's heart some people it's vain some people it's your relationships That's all you worry about it's food for some people some people you can't even give up a fast you can't even give up fast food Everybody doesn't have the same thing that they're putting as an idol in their life. Everybody doesn't struggle and, and with the same sin. There's some people who don't even desire sex, believe it or not. There's a lot of people in this world that they, they cannot, that is not where they're tempted. They're tempted with food. I have many things that the, that the enemy can bring back and put in my face and I'll smell it. Especially gluttony some some of y'all hoarding stuff gluttony you are still greedy oh this is so good i'ma eat 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 eat. and then you just eating eating eating. that's all you're thinking about you're going out to these restaurants eating you're doing this you eating 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 eating. you're filling up your spirit that's what that's what it's about it's not just about i don't know who in the heck came up with this money is attached money is not attached to your heart for everybody it's not it's not. You telling me, you see people that ain't got no money to tell me that money is attached to their heart. It's not. Everybody has a different measure of faith. Everybody is in a different level. We're not on the same level. So this lie of, you know, we get into the churches. So many people are in the church because they, this is a this is a quick fix for them to make some money. It's like going to the nail shop five dollar five dollar yes ten dollar we're gonna add ten dollars shellac that's what's happening in the church now you know hey i'm you know we oh okay i go to church this week i'm gonna get paid you know i'm gonna have my bills paid if i get if i get like we get a hundred people to to sew, uh fifty dollars fifty dollar we get a hundred people to do that we good we good for the week we got our groceries this is how it's happening now I mean, I have a business, so like, you know, you know when you have, con- we have consultations, we have the team, all this stuff going on. So what's happening is this type of mentality is coming into the church. And it's not saying, look, a lot of people, well, you know, uh, I don't need your money. That's, that'd be the first thing people are say, I don't, nobody said you needed the money. Now, ain't nobody say that. It's not even about, when I, when I talk about pastors Buying in Christians to kill their souls. This is the word God gave me eight years ago, and this is what I'm going to talk about. I'm not just talking about that. It ain't even about it. It ain't about you. It's deeper than that. You can. Have, it's deeper than that. We we didn't got from counting souls. Now you know it's 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 a lot. I mean, if I can tell you what the Lord is showing me in the spirit, we didn't got we didn't turn this whole thing to a money bank. This whole thing then became about numbers. If you don't have enough members, you can't go. If you don't do this, you don't give enough this. You know, we 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 gotta remind people to get a money now. Start a business. If that's what it's about. Start a business and just y'all might as well start a business and go ahead and leave. Cause that's not what it's about. Now I commend, I, I definitely commend churches who are who are giving the uh money out. Who's, who's who's blessing people with it with things like that I mean it's not it shouldn't be for show but no I, I understand that you're you're giving and that's that's a huge that's a big thing that's a big thing especially uh for the church there's so many people struggling with uh rent there's so many people you know for me I went to um to pantries I went to ministries and ministries helped me you know, so I will always uh, support that, you know, helping, giving people. There's so many people struggling and many people who go, believe it or not, who go get financial help, they go to ministries most of the time because ministries also get funding from the government. They get funding from the government, thousands, millions of dollars. I have a whole list of ministries who get funding and I, exactly how much they get. They get millions to their ministry to help. Now, I don't know which ministries, uh, I don't know, if all of them, all ministries don't get funding, but many ministries do. And they get millions. And these millions they get is to continue to help and continue to help the community. They get grants. So a lot of money that comes from the church is, is, is provided from the government because that's what it's used for. And a lot of the, and most of the money also comes from the people in the church. So there's, there's different things that are, that are intertwined. A lot of uh, pastors can only do certain things because they're getting government assistance. They're getting government assistance. They can't even talk about certain stuff because they're getting government assistance. They can't talk out on nothing. They can't preach about certain things because they're getting government assistance. So there's so many uh things that are is happening there's so many systems that we don't see there's so many uh behind the scenes stuff that you don't really see up out, out in the open you know so there's a lot of stuff that's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that comes with this type of stuff and you know i really want to get into this because you know as when i did the uh dismantling divination the first uh um, the first series, I knew that I would continue to do this. I knew that this was going to be something that people were going to go back, but I knew that there was something else that I was missing that I needed to talk about. And I was going to do it like in a short sermon, I was going to do it, but the Lord said, No, I need you to do an extended series. I did an extended podcast introducing what I was going to talk about, but I needed to do an extended series because this is the next part of what all of this is about and it's it's you know it's serious you guys it's serious because we're not i understand if you're a pastor or you're a preacher evangelist whatever a, a evangelist you're still preaching you know you still god is still uh uh trusting you over souls so it's this is for you too you know apostles whoever it is you're you, you're you're still doing it because um it's more of a responsibility, and what you're doing is you're teaching other people so when you're when you're base it's you know it's so important what you teach people and what you pass on because people take on that teaching when you pass that on this is what they feel they feel like, okay, you know what this is okay they start going they start a church, and what it does is it passes on and and, and you know oftentimes you don't really know what you're passing on you don't know what you're doing, and this is the danger of I personally the the church has become so systematic. I don't support the systematic church. Period. Like I do support the church and the body of Christ, but it's become such a business and I just there's there's a lot of things that I really don't like to get into, you know. I really don't. I really don't. And that is my uh like the whole thing with uh certain I understand there's funding that are giving to churches and many churches they pay their staff awesome. You know, I, I do understand it and I do understand the fact that they pay their staff that is like more um you know, it's just it's just more things that the pastor can do what they can't say. It it makes you more bound and it makes you more limited to what you can do. I when I was 21 years old, this this prophet came to me and gave me a word. And at that time, I was uh, basically pastoring out of my dance studio. I was doing Bible studies. I was doing, uh, I was on conference call doing sermons and, uh, Bible studies and different things like that. And so I was doing that like every week in my dance studio. I would have people come over counseling, everything like that. And I remember this prophet came to me and he said, you know, uh, someone's going to ask you to pastor over their church and I was like um what (laughs) you know what I mean and he was like oh I don't think that you're ready yet and he just told me that and I was just like wait a minute I don't know you hearing from God or what are you talking about you know but at that time I was only 21 at that time so I didn't understand what he was saying but yeah at that time I was you know I was doing bible studies I wasn't uh over like a huge congregation or anything. I wasn't, I was already evangelizing cause I, I was evangelizing, uh, you know, since I was 19. So I was already doing that type of stuff. And, um, but he told me, he said, no, you're going to, you're going to be preaching again. You know, you're going to be doing this again. And I've been seeing dreams about it. I, 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 you know, I saw the pastor, I saw like what was going to happen. And, you know, now, I just, I just felt some type of way about it, you know, cause I didn't, I didn't want to be on the payroll, you know, I was like, no, that's not something that I would, um, I would like want to, I don't, I wouldn't want to be in this big old, like if I, if I preach somewhere, usually when I go preach, like even when I traveled, I paid everything, you know, I went, did that. They'll might, they might pay, had paid the hotel. Um, I paid my trip. Like, I was just like, look, I don't want no money attached. Don't come, don't give me no seed, nothing. You know, like, like that's just the way I was. Like, don't give me no seed. I don't want nothing. I'm just coming to do share the word of God and that's it. But I've learned that in these churches nowadays, they have staff. They have, like, all this stuff. They give you gifts, which, which is fine. You know, people, I went to minister and people has, have given me gifts and all these different things. You know, gifts and just all kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, I understand that now they have where the, they pay the preachers, you know, the preachers, they're full-time preachers. So it's become this big, um, uh, system, uh, thing, you know, where they, where you feel like you're, you're paid to pay, pray to preach the gospel. And I just was like, you know, you ain't got to pay me to preach the gospel. That's just something that I'm going to do. You know, I don't, I don't think I don't, I'm not entitled. Like, I don't feel like, but I understand now that people feel like okay you know what you're doing God's work full-time we're gonna bless you with this house we're gonna bless you with this car we're gonna make sure you you're taken care of as you preach the gospel because we know that this is your full-time job and you don't have another job so I do understand that now but me when I was ministering I worked too I've always worked you know I've always had uh like businesses or whatever like that I I I always did that because that's just what I felt I feel like hey you know yeah I'm I'm coming to follow you but God is gonna protect my my he's going to he's going to basically give me you know provide everything for me and that's what I felt so I want to talk about that because like having raw faith versus false faith, you know, and, and I really want to get into that, but like having raw faith, like what does it feel to like have raw faith? You know, like raw like really, really raw faith. Like, you know, like you don't have nothing. You started off with nothing. You're you're you don't have anything, you've lost everything and to gain everything back again, you know, to lose it and gain it again. Not holding on to something, putting it in a bank account, like wait, no, I'm talking about like literally on faith, like completely on faith. And I feel like it's gotten so watered down lately that we we are so used to holding on to stuff. You know, hey, we, we got to hold on to this part of our life. If I don't hold on to this, I'm going to be able What happens is now is like we preach on faith. We talk about faith, but we don't really have it. We don't really. we if, if God ain't giving it back to us, we mad. You know, it's getting to the point. If God don't give it back to us in time when we want it, we mad. We like, no, you know what? I'm sowing this in this week. I got to get it back this week. I'm sewing it. If I sold this in today, okay, God, I know you. I'm believing you to give it to me three days later. Like, what kind of stuff is that? Like, why we got to bargain with God? Why? Like, it's like we might as well go to the casino if that's what we got to do with God. Okay, you know what, God, I'm a, I'm gonna put this in a box. I'm believing for you to give it. It's so man. It is so much of a journey and an adventure when you put it all in and you jump in with two feet. I'm talking about raw faith. When you jump in with two feet and you watch the Lord. You watch the Lord give it to you. You watch the Lord come and show you that. That's when it's that's when it's so much better. That's when it's it's so much better. You know, when you have raw faith. And I know that I know the enemy is going to attack me. I, he's already trying to stop me from uh from releasing this but it's already it's already recorded it's already released but raw faith what they when they back in the day when they gave everything and they did they wasn't sitting there waiting around worry biting their nails oh my god how we gonna pay the building how we gonna do this and and i know i know how it feels to worry i know how it feels to worry but the lord wants me to encourage somebody to get back to that point when you wasn't worried about how it was gonna happen because you just knew it was gonna happen. You wasn't trying to like you wasn't shrinking back when you didn't get you didn't when you didn't see what you what you thought you wanted to see. This is what the Lord wants us to get back to. He wants us to get back to a raw faith. Not a I got thousand in my bank account i'm gonna be good okay you know what lord i'm gonna put in two hundred dollars um i know i'm gonna get it back this week i'm believing i'm gonna get this back this week i'm be right no 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 you cheating you cheating you cheating you're not you're not giving it all you're not giving it your all you're giving it and you're like you know what lord and so i'm gonna talk about we're gonna talk about you know faith offerings i'm gonna talk about all this stuff i'm gonna talk about you know all of this stuff you know faith You gonna have, you gonna when you got faith, you gonna you gonna have faith without. You ain't gonna need to do all that. When you got raw faith, when you got raw faith, man, you know you like look Lord here, boom, I'm about to throw it all in. I'm about to just jump in two feet. Here you go, and you know like that is, this is what the Lord is looking for. You know I preached about it, and um while ago I said you know, this is how God is pleased. Imagine, and I, and I said this in a sermon once, one of my sermons once. Imagine you on, top of a, uh, you on top of a building. And you got cars rolling down and can't nobody hear you. You on the highest building, downtown, wherever you live. And can't nobody see you. Cause you, but you're on top of that building, and you. This is what I, I, I gave this example of faith, and I'm gonna share it with you guys on here today, cause I feel like somebody needs it, and the Lord led me to my podcast to, to, to talk about this. But you're on this building, and you're standing there, and these cars are rolling down, and you're stuck, you're stranded, you're locked out, you can't get down, and the only way to get down is if you jump, or you gotta be stuck and you can't jump because there's no trampoline so you need help right right now you're in a situation where you need help you need some help you're in a situation your bills are due you're behind you need some help and so this is how i want to i want to show you what a raw faith looks like and how your faith is activated your faith is not, it's, it's not activated. Look, certain things you can't, y'all been, y'all been doing this little, y'all been doing this little, this little, okay, know I'm going to put something in, Lord. I'm going to give you my, I'm going to give you my all. No, that's fine. Yeah, you got, you got a hundred dollars and that's all you got for real. And you put that whole thing in, trust me, something's going to get activated because <laughs> you ain't got nothing left. It works. It works. It does. It works. But a lot of y'all not willing to do that everybody not willing to do that everybody not willing to have zero nothing and and you got a hundred dollars and that's all you got you ain't got no food in the fridge and you go stick that whole thing in there y'all ain't willing to do that y'all y'all gonna get 20 20 dollars out of that hundred dollars that's what you're gonna do and then you're gonna get mad just for giving 20 dollars out there hundred dollars you're not willing to be obedient and it's not just about money it's about everything so you're on top of this building right and you need help, and the only way you're gonna get help is if you get somebody attention. what you' gonna do you're gonna stand there? This is how I describe faith to people when i when I minister to people a mentor you are gonna stand there? you got to start moving, so imagine yourself moving, you moving up or down, you're pacing now, you're pacing now, people riding by cars uh honking can't nobody see you you're at the top, the highest building. This is what God is looking for you're at the highest building, the highest peak god is looking at you he looking at this angels watching everybody watching crowd of witnesses and you just pacing out. you like you know what i'm tired i'm just gonna pace Uh, you going back and forth complaining ain't nothing happening nothing happening for you all of a sudden you start jumping a little bit you like okay you know what can't nobody see me hey you start you start jumping then ain't nobody see you yet you start screaming Hey! And you jumping and screaming now. You jumping and screaming and somebody look. They look at you, they look like, oh, what the what is that up there? What, who is that? And they squinch a little bit. They keep walking. All of a sudden, hey, they stop and they look again. Oh, oh, is somebody up there. Then you know you start really screaming, doing cartwheels, everything on the roof. Ah, and somebody realize you need help. What happens? You have now gotten someone's attention. You've now gotten someone's attention. And someone comes and say they start getting other people. And guess what? Other people start coming to help. Then they go in on that roof. Because you remember you locked out. They have to go get you open. And they go up to the roof and they find you and you get down. Imagine you're on this 12-story building. And this is how I explain this. I said, this is how God is. You know how many people God has to attend to in the world? all imagine all these people yes he can tend to you at the same time but this is how I look at it when it comes to faith having raw faith somebody that's just standing there versus somebody that's walking versus somebody that's jumping up doing cartwheels lord you got I, you see me <laughs> you see god you see me you know it's it's this, god is waiting for you he waiting to see what you're gonna do. He watching to see, to see where your faith is gonna go. He watching. Yeah, you can give. That's one way too. It's not just about giving. He's watching to see. You know what? Okay. Okay. You know what? Okay, the enemy just did this. Deborah just lost all of this stuff, literally. She she all this stuff gone. Like she ain't got nothing. She just got fired. She breaking out in this rash on her skin. But she why she not wait? Why she she not complaining? What she not complaining about all this? She's stu- this this uh, this is what God is looking for. God is trying to see what all this stuff happening is. You gonna get up or are you gonna complain and say, Lord, you say yeah. You 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 know what? I re- I recite back to God. I recite back to God. There's times you know you know when you get you in a warrior prayer. You I got two different prayers. Look, I got I got a, a nice calm prayer, but I got a warrior prayer. My intercession is a warrior prayer when I get ready to intercede. I'm not playing. When I get ready to intercede, I'm not playing. I'm not playing with the devil. Satan be sitting there right there trying to trying to look, he's trying to intimidate me when I get into prayer. Try to send something. And, he, and I'll say, I rebuke. I'm I'm, I'm telling you, it's a war. It, there's When you want something, you come boldly. It says, come boldly to the throne. You have to understand that your enemy, not God. A lot of y'all are trying to see her rushing. God, God, I challenge you to do this. God, I tie. No, God don't care. He, he, he going to say, okay. Okay. Is that it? But once you get into that bold. See, there's a humility. That the Lord is looking for you know a lot of us like we know you know you come to God and you you know God you I demand you can't demand him to do nothing what what you sit down what you gonna demand him to do I used to be like that I used to have a very uh, my attitude was like I remember a God would do something and I'll be talking to God. I'll be like, really, God? You have to take. This is how I used to be. I used to be like, for real? And this was way before I, I, let, I challenged myself to let everything go. I, the reason I challenged myself, because I had an issue. I had a, I, there was a character thing. Before I lost everything, before I challenged myself and lost everything, I realized, okay, you know what? I'm going to do this because the Lord has shown himself true to me for real. And I'm a brat. I am a brat. I am a brat. I realize, you know what, God? For real, you this you gonna do this? I'm I'm following you, and this is what you gonna do to me? This is how I used to talk. I used to talk to God like that. God, you you really about I just did this. You really about to do this to me right now? For God, really? Imagine you talking to your parent like that. Imagine you going to your mama and you saying, "For really, mama? After all I done did for you." After all I didn't it for you You gonna do this to me You gonna put me in this situation Really, really mama Imagine imagine that I said oh no No sir No ma'am I, uh-uh. I had to realize I said oh no oh, oh no I realized God wasn't listening to all that God didn't care about that He wasn't listening to me He would sit there and ignore me He wouldn't say nothing I'll be throwing my tantrum. God will let me later and throw my tantrum. Wouldn't say nothing to me. Cause I, you know what I realized? I realized it happened when God wanted to happen. I ain't got no. I ain't, I ain't, I got it. I ain't. When it come to God, I better sit down. You know, like your kid about to get ready to uh, bucking up in your face. You better sit down. That's how God was to me. You better sit down. You better come come, come to me. Are you ready yet? That's how God used to talk to me. You ready yet? Because and that's how that's how a lot of y'all you do we do this oh i gave this to you lord i i gotta i you know you god you said you was gonna protect me because i gave my money he ain't no you don't come to you don't come to him like that you better respect him you respect everybody else when they in your face and they human and they give you money and stuff. you you treating them nice no you better respect him better come to him with respect you better come to his throne with respect it's the same way god taught me how to submit to him I was so, you know, I ain't trust no. When I tell you I ain't trust nobody, <laughs> I was like, God, please. <laughs> That's how I used to act. I remember when the Lord told me to give up dance. That was the last thing that I was holding on to. Last thing I was holding on to, and the Lord said, He. I remember my uh, friend was there living with me, and I was washing dishes and go. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, I didn't call you to dance because i was getting ready i had all these opportunities and he said i didn't call you to that you have a higher call than that you are not just called to dance and he and he oh he was mad and i said i looked at my friend i was cooking i said the lord just spoke to me and she said what did he say i said yeah he didn't he said he didn't call me today and we i started giggling i was i giggled at that i laughed i thought it was funny this is how my personality was. I thought it, I said, God gotta be playing. He ain't called me to dance. I'm I'm opening comedy shows. I'm getting paid. I'm doing all this stuff. Like I'm I'm beast. I was like, what you mean? You gotta have called me to dance because I got all this talent. You have to have called me to dance. And what I realized is the Lord humbled me. I didn't dance for years. I had to start over again. I had to relearn how to do stuff. I had to relearn how to tap. I had to relearn how to do more ballet. I had to relearn every single thing that I knew how to do with God's anointing. Cause see, it wasn't the same without Him. I had to re, I could not do it without Him. I was so good at what I did. And when I, because it was His anointing that was behind me. And when God fi- realized, you know what, I, I want you to step away from this. I couldn't understand how he would give me so much of so much talent and different things. And this, and this gift saved my life, you know, from going through the violence I was going through and everything like that. I couldn't understand how somebody would just take that away and not call me to that. But see, I, it wasn't what I had, it wasn't me. It wasn't about me. This was an anointing. This was a gift that I was given this was something that i was given and so so many of us are holding this teddy bear and saying no 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 i'm not gonna give it all i'll give you a piece of it i'll give you a little piece of my heart i'm i'm just gonna give you this much but i'm not gonna give you all of it i don't want to give you i don't want to i don't want to let it all go because i'm embarrassed i don't want people to say you know what who is she now she's nobody she's nobody now a lot of us, we say, you know, we don't people please or we don't care what people think. But no, you do. In a way, all of us has been there. We we do. We don't want people to see us. with. We don't want people to see us with our hair all over our head. We got to go out i I used to wear I used to wear makeup all the time. I used to wake up. I remember I would wear it so much. People thought I had a makeup artist then when i s when God started taking me on my journey, I would get up in the morning and that's the first thing I put on before I saw somebody. I was so groomed into this same routine of preparing myself for a performance. It was so strange for people not to see me dressed up with makeup on. And I said, "Wait a second! This is not uh-uh. This is not good. This is vain. This is not me. This is not good." Now, I don't even like putting makeup on my face. If it don't, if it's not me going out or something, even when I go out, I don't some to the grocery store like or even somewhere. I don't even when people come over. I don't even be wearing makeup when people come over. If people visit me half the time, I don't even want it on my face. Like I, I love to just not have it. But I like it. But I don't even, now it's just like, you know, like, I don't even want to wear it. Usually I'll probably wear it like on, um, you know, maybe if I'm doing a YouTube video or something like that. But no, oftentimes I don't. It just really depends. So I want to say that to say, what is it? God is looking for raw faith. Go back to the way you did it when it wasn't comfortable for you. This is what he's looking for. No shortcuts. No, you know what? I need to, I need to, uh, it's easy when you, when you got a need and and you feel like everything is going to fall apart. And you go back to the when you want to go back to the same stuff you used to do before because that's how you got it the first time. No, God, God is going to close that door. He wants to close that door so that you don't go back to that same door anymore because that's the one that's the door that you usually go back to. You can pop up at any time. You can go back to that door because it's open. He doesn't want that. He doesn't want that. He's gonna close that door. He wants you to say, you know what? No, I'm not gonna go back to this anymore. I'm not gonna go back to doing what I used to do anymore I'm going to trust you and have raw faith to do the same way I'm going to give you 100% I'm not going to worry about what it is and I'm going to watch you do it this is what he's trying to say all those promises you anything you wrote down hey I'm believing God for it. God is going to do it he's going to do it without any attachments if you pray it he's going to do it this is what he wants you to know if you pray it and you believe it, and it said, if it's in His will, He's going to do it. He's going to do it for you. But you have to be prepared if God says, "You know what? No. There were times the Lord spoke to me regarding many things, and there were times where the Lord simply said, "No. There were times when the Lord said no. There were times when the Lord said, no. the Lord said "Not yet." There was times when the Lord said, "Yes, I will grant you that." Everybody, we want to hear a yes. We want to hear a yes, yes. It's not. It's okay. Yes, the Lord wants to bless you. He wants to give you the desires of your heart. He do. He does. He does. And some things he would say, "Not yet. You're not ready for that yet," or maybe not that thing that doesn't fit your that's not your prescription you know when you get a if you wear glasses i wear glasses that's not your prescription your prescription might be a plus seven zero seven point seven five somebody else might be a 0.50 2020 that's not your prescription and i i taught someone i said look i was talking to them i said your faith is in a different measure and only you know that measure only God sees that measure only God sees that measure and I was talking to someone on the phone and I said you know what I said, you are blessed whatever your measure is I said, your measure you might look through your little measure and you might only see a trailer but you are blessed and that's still your blessing I said I might look through the measure I might see a mansion your measure of faith might be just a trailer or, or a trailer home. I said, how, how is my measure? That doesn't mean my measure is more better than your measure. We all have different measures and that's our blessing. That's what we're looking for. Everybody has a different measure of faith. Everybody does not want the same thing, you guys. Having things happen to you in your life does not mean you're cursed that you need to repent or that you have not tied it's a lie just because you did not tied into that that specific church does not make you blessed i've tied many places there's no way i'm going to gain everything back in 3 weeks without the, the grace of god we got to stop lying and trying to manipulate and deceive people like they can't see you know we're posting these stories, we're using these testimonies just to bring in money. Stop it! We 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 str- we struggling. We having problems. We shaking up because we don't have raw faith. If we did, we wouldn't be worried about when the trial was gonna come. You're gonna get through it. You're going to make it through it. You made it through it the last time. You got through it the last time. So you're gonna make it through it again. God is is, is testing you to see, hey. You know, when you when y'all I, y'all know how it is when your money low. I know how it is. I ain't you, you got two days two days to a paycheck? You probably got like, let's say you got I'm just saying, I knew how they used to be seven dollars in your bank account two days till paycheck and you about to get a flat 1700 in the next paycheck but you got two dollars in your bank account and you know you want to get something to eat you know you want to get fast food and you don't want to cook nothing in your fridge so you shaking and raw and wobbling and your check about to hit in two days but you low that's how we acting we act like god not about to come through like he came through again and I notice we get so attached to money that if we if our bank account's not low, we depressed. We off of social media. We ain't talking. You know, when our bank accounts high, oh, we happy. <laughs> you know, oh, everybody getting donuts this week, everybody happy. But if you don't got money, you you mad. It's just like when you haven't ate all day. You so we we become. Hey, I'm happy as long as I got this. As long as I ain't got no bills in the mail, I don't have this going on for me, my rent paid, I'm happy. Everything is good. But no, you should be good when you're going through those issues. You're not going through some stuff because you're not tithing. That's not the problem all the time. It's not the problem period there's people there's people that never have tied in their life and they live in the best that they've ever lived so how are you gonna say that that got something to do with what you're going through it has nothing to do with what you're going through there's when I before I started all this tying and stuff I was I was paid I didn't have to worry about nothing so you can't tell me that's that's what it is because it's not. People don't, people not coming to Christianity because you getting millions and you getting paid. Y'all trying to, y'all trying to bribe people to come into the kingdom and then you not ready to handle them when they come. When was the last time you sat down and actually talked to somebody in your congregation? What, do you know all their names? Do you know what they like to eat? We don't. These days, we don't even want to touch nobody's hand. We don't want to pray for nobody. We don't even want to hold their hand. That's that's what y'all teaching in in these theology schools. Don't touch y'all. Doing all this, y'all don't even want to touch nobody's hand these days. We we don't want to commute. We don't want to go one place. We we don't want to be around nobody. Ask yourself. Just 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 ask yourself this. When was the last time? I had a raw experience of faith with God, where I gave a hundred, I put everything in for him. I trusted him with everything. It ain't gotta be you. I ain't trying to say empty your whole bank account. It's not, if you got a bank account, I understand that you give, you did that. That's great. You tested your, you tested your faith. You gave all of that. That's awesome. I'm talking about living past the means of what you know you don't want to do. And you did it. Something that you know you, you know. You know what? I ain't never seen myself doing that. I ain't never seen myself. I don't like this person. This person said the worst to me. I'm intimidated by this person. I would never meet this person in person because I'm intimidated by them. It takes Faith. It takes faith to pop up up and meet somebody in person when you intimidated them or you never thought that they would talk to you. That takes faith. Do something this week, this month, before the new year, that's going to take some real, that's going to take some faith. That's going to take some real faith. I ain't talking about, okay, I put in something that's coming back to me. No, do something that ain't got nothing to do with that. That's really going to, that you really jumping in. I can't swim. I cannot swim to save my life. I have not learned how to swim yet. Getting in the pool, that's going to be a, that's going to be a walk of faith for me. You know, I used to, I had a traumatic experience when I was 13. I was actually, I would swim across the pool on a buoy. And that's the only way I would swim. I would swim on it. Across the the pool So I did something silly I was teaching myself how to swim I did something silly and tried to go back with that buoy on And I sunk I never did that again You know but I was learning how to swim With this little thing on The little buoy you put around your waist And after that I just never did it again And you know No I need to do something that, that, that I'm I'm scared to do Do something that you're afraid to do this week Do something that you never thought that you would do That you're very uncomfortable to do and write it down or post about it, how it went that's your challenge leaders, Christians whoever you are, if you're not that's your challenge, is we do something that you're afraid to do before the new year 100% two feet in and write about your experience blog about your experience, write in a journal whatever you want to do and do it alright I'm going to pray for you guys dear Heavenly Father I just come to you today Lord I just pray I lift up anyone under the sign of my voice right now God I pray today that you give them a faith I also pray God that you lead tell you show them give them a sign that you're leading them back you're leading them back to have that that faith that you know that you about to put two two, they're gonna put two feet in and they're gonna believe like they have never believed before. God, I come against any divination right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. If there is divination around in their practice, I just pray that you expose it. Even as we get ready to go into this next series, that you expose what it is that they need to see. Even if they don't see, if it's nothing, show them what it is. Even if it's something. And God, let them be delivered from it and be able to turn away and understand what it is. Let them understand that we're, we're, you're, you didn't call us to teach you, but to completely have faith in what you want us to do, God. God, I pray this week, this year, this rest of the month, show them and prove to them that them giving 100% in and putting 100 both feet in is going to pay off for them and it's going to grow their faith just as much as their pockets putting in something from their pockets. God, I thank you for this revelation. I thank you for us getting ready to come into Christmas, Lord. I just uh, wish everybody a Merry Christmas and that you show us the importance of this season and what December 25th is about. God, I give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you guys, be blessed, be safe, and have a happy... Happy Merry Christmas. All right. Bye-bye.